Stay tuned for the 1987 Slammy Awards next. From Atlantic City, the entertainment capital of the universe, it's not the Oscars. It's not the Emmys. It's not the Tonys. It's not the Grammys. Hey, aren't we getting kind of close? Oh, my God, I think we're going to... Hello and welcome to Kevin Clutch Cinema, the podcast where we talk about movies that star wrestlers or have wrestling in them. I'm Guy Hutchinson. And I'm Craig Cohen. And on this week's episode, we are talking about wrestlers in Academy Award winning movies. And believe it or not, there are going to be a lot more movies than yeah. you think. No, yeah, no, it really is weird. Um, Academy Awards this weekend. Do you yeah. watch them? <laughs> I watched the news coverage the morning after. Okay. <laughs> I, I tried to watch it last year, and I, this sounds like a gag, but it's not. Last year, I watched the movie Oscar, starring uh, Sylvester Stallone. Snaps Pro Below. Yeah, that was my Oscar <laughs> thing. I don't know. I've tried to get into it a few times. I just don't really care, and I love movies. Yeah. And a lot of times, I'll even love the movie that's nominated, and sometimes the movie that wins Best Picture is one of my favorite movies, and I still don't care that it won. It still is yeah. meaningless to me that it, it was nominated for and won. Yeah, well, that's always interesting because you know people always sort of get... You know, upset when uh, their their favorite actor sure. doesn't get nominated, or you know, even we'll talk about the wrestler later. But Mickey Rourke, and you know, he got nominated and he didn't win, and it's right. like, well, you know, as a fan, it doesn't really matter. I mean, it doesn't change I mean, your yeah. experience of that movie. That movie is right. still great. It's still a great performance, and nobody's ever going to take that from him. Yeah, I guess part of it is that in order for the Academy Awards to get ratings. They have to promote it to some degree like a sporting event or something to get people glued to their TV. And so they give you the reason to have artificial uh, weight put behind yeah, all these yeah. awards. Um, so this is the 85th Academy yeah. Awards. The uh, It'll be from the Dolby Theater, which used to be the Kodak Theater on Hollywood Boulevard, yeah. which makes more sense because... Uh, they won't be using film forever. Film is something that's going away yeah. as far as movies, so they won't be using Kodak film. But Dolby, they use oh. sound. Oh, yeah, yeah. Dolby's uh, still a, a pretty big player uh, in the uh, in the movie game. Have you been to the Kodak Theater? I have not been, have you been inside outside the Kodak okay. Theater, but I have been, I you know. Now, uh, but you haven't walked inside at all? Well, know? I went in, there's that. Because um, there's a shopping mall. Yeah, I've okay. walked in that shopping uh, mall um, area. Yeah, that's part of it. spent a lot of time in there, but never actually. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. When you watch it on TV for the Academy Awards, they put drapes and they yeah. put big banners and stuff that covers up like the Burger King <laughs> and, and all the other stuff that's there. Uh, because it is the whole the area that you see on TV, the big you know lobby area before they get inside the theater, is a shopping center. It's a mall, and it's got the cleanest bathroom, which I don't know how they keep it so clean. It's a wonderful bathroom. If you if you maybe use the bathroom on Hollywood Boulevard, it's often very dicey. Yeah. Uh, because there's a lot of homeless people and the street performers. Oh. Ooh. You don't want to go in there after like no. the Hulk's come out. Yeah. You know? The guy's been inside SpongeBob all day. That's. <laughs> But it, if somehow that bathroom, every time I've ever been into it, I'm like, wow, this bathroom's clean. Uh, I don't know how I don't know how they do it. A lot of times they'll have pay bathrooms, but that's a free bathroom, mm. and they, I don't know, they, they got uh, 
they got someone they got they got someone at work there that is doing some Academy Award winning effects magic to make that bathroom mm-hmm. look clean. Now, where were they doing the awards prior to the Kodak Theater being built? Because they've that, done it. I think the Shrine Auditorium. Okay. But they've like the first. They've done it in a bunch of places. Mm-hmm. The Academy Awards. I think until the Kodak Theater was built, they didn't have an official yeah. one home. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I I also have been to the Ro- the Roosevelt Hotel. Um, on Hollywood Boulevard, right across the street, they had the first Academy Awards there, which I think is 1927, and Wings won Best Picture. Okay. Remember that TV show? Yes. Yeah, that that was a very popular movie that they made that TV. No, that's not, no way related. But yeah, it was a good movie. Um, I finally got to see it. I think Clara Bow is in it, Mm -hmm. and she was the It Girl. Oh, Um, yeah, yeah. And so, um, so anyway, yeah, that, uh, is where they had the first one. It was just, they just did an award ceremony. They yeah. rattled, rattled off a bunch of names. Nobody gave speeches. It wasn't on TV. Yeah. And then everybody had dinner. Yeah, they, it, was, it was like in a, in a banquet hall, like yeah. a conference uh, center. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, not a very big one either. And I think they said it took like 15 minutes for them to rattle off all the names. But that won't be the case. Uh, Sunday night, the 85th the can- Annual Academy Awards. So, um, so we thought, what better place to be than at a taco joint in New Jersey. <laughs> yeah. Well, we are we are probably uh, not too far from an actual movie theater. Yeah. That's so true. It, it, you know uh, yeah. you can get credit for that. <laughs> uh, some of these movies are probably playing there. Have you seen? There's ten best pictures, which I still don't like. Which um, which is flexible based on. Oh, is that true? Um, yeah, it, it could be anywhere up to, I believe, 10. How many do so, we have? We do have 10 this year, though. Um, so yeah. if there's a year where they don't feel like there's, out of the hundreds of films that come out, right. 10 that are yeah. that are uh, worthy, they could do 8 or 9 or 6 or or, or something like that. Well, be- I, before we get to the ones from the past that have wrestlers in them, let's talk about the ones that are that are nominated this year. Uh, armor. Armour. I have not Armoire. seen. I have not seen that. Is it about a big dresser? <laughs> and it's amazing that. What it's is it? How's it pronounced? Do you know? Is it armoire or armor? You don't know. See, yeah, yeah. I don't know anything about yeah, it. Well, have I you have heard to... of it? I read about it. No, That's see, about I, it. I don't yeah. want to know about this movie. Yeah. I want to know nothing about yeah. it. Let's move on. Argo. Yes, that I... was Pixar, right? <laughs> that was actually a bearded, a bearded uh, Ben Affleck, and it looks really good. It was. Did I, you like I, it? I saw it and I enjoyed it. It actually um, came out on DVD on Tuesday. Now, if Chris Jericho had played the Ben Affleck part, better or worse? <laughs> I, you know what? I got to say, I think probably better because, in, in all fairness to Ben Affleck, his real strength right now is as a director. Right. And he, you know, he directed, um, you know, Argo. Um, and so I think you keep him on board as director and you bring Jericho in. Let me throw this yeah. in. Instead of Jericho, we get we get Jericho with Daniel Bryan's beard. <laughs> I see. I, I think, yeah, I, I think I'm paying money and I'm enjoying it. Uh, Beasts of the Southern Wild. I have not seen it. Is but it I, Dan the Beast Severin? <laughs> Please tell me. It's actually, um, I believe, the uh, the little girl from it is actually nominated for an Oscar. She's one of those, you know, okay. youngest ever. And I believe it takes place in a post-Katrina um, New Orleans, which is where WrestleMania 30 oh, was just go. announced. Very good. Game. WrestleMania uh, 30. It's going to be the Superdome. So that's and, true, yeah. Uh, that's the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. Yes. And that, I'll tell you, that's going to be um, a, a, a WrestleMania to... Um, to not miss. I'm actually thinking of, of going to that mania. I was at the Superdome back in December for, a, for a Saints game okay. when the Saints were already out of the playoffs. And I got to tell you, the the atmosphere and the electricity in that in that dome 
for a meaningless game was still there. So I think um, I can't even imagine a WrestleMania happening there and, and the uh, the excitement and the electricity. So uh, it's going to be it's uh, it seems like a great town for WrestleMania. Okay. Cool. All right, let's see if we can get through the rest of these in under five minutes. Yes. <laughs> Django Unchained. Do you like it? I saw it, and I'm still trying to decide what I thought of it. Okay. Lay Miz, did which is not about the Miz. <laughs> no, I did not see it. Life of Pi. Saw the trailer. And it's about a, a guy who uh, rides on a boat with a, with a, a tiger. Lion, yeah, a, tiger. a Bengal tiger, yeah. Directed by uh, Ang Lee, who made the, the Hulk movie. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, Lincoln. Yeah, I think we both saw that. Yeah, I like yeah. that. I did too. Uh, Lincoln actually wrestled for money. This is true. Uh, Lincoln, uh, before he was president, wrestled. Before he was a senator, wrestled for money. So he wrestled professionally, and that was the the version of professional wrestling. Also, did I believe some bare knuckle boxing? Yeah. You well, know? I mean, he is what the he, big he was, guy. What six seven? Yeah. He's like as tall as the Undertaker. Yeah, he's a, he's a big man. And with the top hat, six eight. <laughs> <laughs> Silver Linings Playbook. What is that? I actually saw that um, a few weeks ago. It's uh, Bradley Cooper and Jennifer Lawrence from The Hunger Games, and mm-hmm. it's a uh, a nice little movie about mental illness. Okay. Uh, Zero Dark Thirty. The torture uh, movie. I did not see it. No, but you could have had a wrestler in that. I don't know why they didn't put a wrestler oh, in that. Yeah, yeah. Even Kali could have popped up in that one. Yeah. Now, looking at some of the people that have been nominated for acting awards, Bradley Cooper, was he in the A-Team? Yes, with... Uh, um, with an MMA guy, with, right? Uh, Rampage, Rampage Jackson, um, who was playing the Mr. T yes. character, and Mr. T, of course, was at WrestleMania. So, in a very, very broad sense, there was some connection. Although that means was Bradley Cooper one of the guys who showed up on Raw? Yeah, I believe that night it was Bradley Cooper, Rampage Jackson, and um, the South American guy who played Murdoch. That's crazy. Um, the only ones they didn't, they didn't have was was Liam Neeson, I guess, because he's like, I'm not doing Monday <laughs> Night Raw. <laughs> He does that weird uh, accent now. Whenever um, Liam Neeson does his American accent, it doesn't quite sound like an American accent. It's very weird. Uh, Best director. So they don't do ten for these. Yeah. Which is interesting because I think Ben Affleck even said he was happy to see that Argo got nominated when he was asked, you know, if he was disappointed that he didn't get nominated. Right. And it's always funny that, you know, you ultimately have to say that the director is one of the most important people in terms of how the movie turns out sure. you know yeah um, and then you know you get those cases where the best director doesn't win best picture and vice versa right alright yeah I, I don't know who I'm pulling for on any of these I mean the only movie I've seen here is Lincoln yeah and I like it but I mean it wasn't I mean, you know I don't know that it was the I don't know if I had seen these other films that it would have been better than them because I don't yeah. know because I haven't seen them it, it wasn't the best film I've seen all year mm-hmm. so you know that um yeah, it's tough. I don't know, but I, I don't. I I won't be watching. Yeah, I think Argo's going to do. Which I, was. I I think Argo's going to do good because I think it's a good opportunity for Hollywood to pat itself on the back in the oh, sense that it's a movie they about were... Hollywood saving. Ah, <laughs> yes, so, uh, and, and not to take away from its merits as a film because I think it's a really well-made film and it sort of has that feel of um, you know a late seventies you know thriller. You know, it, it, it definitely feels right. feels like it. it, it, it you could view it next to films um, of that era. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's talk about some films that have won Academy Awards or mm-hmm. been nominated for Academy Awards that have pro wrestlers yeah, in, yeah. in the past. Because there are none this year. Yeah. Next year, maybe uh, Dead Man Down with Wade Barrett might yeah. uh, 
might get something. Yeah, I doubt yeah, it. Yeah. But I'm excited about that. Yeah, you know, it's funny. Uh, it's it's really getting a pretty good promotional push outside of, you know, just WWE programming. I mean, it's got Colin Farrell in it. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know whether it's going to be, I don't know what type of movie, though, based on the trailer. Because sometimes an action film like Argo is, is a, you know, has a lot of action in it. Sometimes if the film is the right type of subject matter, it can break through and be, you know, considered something that might get an Academy Award. And God, if, if Wade Barrett, no, Wade Barrett wouldn't. So, I, and from what I understand, on, on Raw, Seamus was saying that Wade Barrett uh, has no lines in it. Seamus has done some acting. None of his films uh, were nominated for Academy Awards, but he's he's been in a handful of crazy, you know, yeah, Irish films. Yeah, yeah. I remember there was the one where he had a diamond in his tooth. Yeah, and they, I needed love that. The, they needed the tooth to break to, out of jail to break or out of prison yeah, or yeah. something. Yeah, the the clip is on YouTube, mm-hmm. and and so yeah, so Seamus did some acting. I think all of his acting was before he started wrestling in the WWE. Sheamus is a guy who started wrestling very late professionally because he was was a wrestling trainer Mm -hmm. for years and like an independent uh, wrestler. But he was over over in Ireland, he was like a guy who coached and trained tons of wrestlers, which is an interesting... Place to come from, you know, yeah. you know that. I guess he was a guy who didn't plan on, you know, yeah. one day said, "Hey, yeah. you know what? Maybe I should make a run for, you know, being a big, big time star." In yeah, that. I remember reading an interview with uh, with Triple H where he said um, that one of his favorite guys to work with was Sheamus because he's able to wrestle so many different styles. Mm. So if Triple H was preparing for a match against, let's say, the Undertaker, Sheamus was able to sort of adapt and give. Triple H sort of a, a good idea of what it's going to be like to be in the ring with right. The Undertaker. So The Wrestler. Which we mentioned, yeah. That was nominated, uh, Mickey Works nominated for Best Actor. Mm-hmm. And Marissa Tomei. She was nominated as well. Yeah, for Best Supporting Actor. And that, the degree, mm-hmm. um, vindicated her getting an Academy Award for, for My Cousin Vinny, yes. which I've always thought she deserved. Yeah. And, I, and watching that film, she's great in it. You know, I I think the fact that it was an underdog, you mm-hmm. know, thing, I think is what confused people, and then this big myth came up out of that. But, you know, I mean, it was a film that was worthy to be nominated. There's five yeah. of them nominated. Mm-hmm. It's, it's pretty easy if you think about, with five nominated, how a small amount of the vote could make, you know, if you spread it out. If yeah, everything yeah. is spread out equally, the one that wins only has to have just a little bit more than the others. Now, when you get 10, mm-hmm. I mean, somebody with, you know, a very small percentage yeah. of the popu- of the vote could actually win. Uh, but neither of these guys won. Yeah. I really, I liked her in this. I loved Mickey Rourke in this movie. Yeah, it's, it's one of those things where Mickey Rourke really, it was... It almost feels like a role that was that was made for him. I know that early on Nick Cage was attached to the project, and as much as I would yeah. love to have seen Nick Cage as the wrestler, uh, from the opening moments when you see um, Mickey Rourke, it feels like he like he earned that role, like he right. lived it. Um, and um, it was really one of those stories where you thought he was going to win the Oscar. And yeah. you know, I think historically, a lot of people probably do think he won it. <laughs> it's going to be one of those things. Oh, he didn't win that. Yeah, I didn't even know he was nominated, though. But I, I don't remember. I remember the movie coming out. I remember him showing up at WrestleMania. Yeah, right around Oscar him, time, too. He was on Larry King, I remember. But yeah, fighting uh, with Jericho yeah. on Larry King. Um, Jericho challenged him to come wrestle. Yeah. And, uh, so, yeah, I mean, that's interesting. Yeah, who won? Do you know who won? That year? I don't remember yeah. who, who, we, who was up against him. Or yeah, this won. would have been 2009. Yeah, I have no idea. Um, 
but he he uh, he could put in a good performance. Randy the Ram Robinson and uh, and he broke his um, he broke his hand punching Jericho, right? Or was that apparently? You know, <laughs> you never know. Maybe he did. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. Could have. Yeah. They love to say that. Could yeah. be true. Mm-hmm. You know, I never. I never. I take all of that with a grain of salt. I don't yeah. know. Did Vince break his hip? Really? <laughs> I don't know. So they said that the uh, the Ram character was a, a, amalgamation of a lot of different yeah. guys, but one of the main guys he was based on was Greg the Greg Hammer, the Hammer Valentine. Valentine. Yes. Valentine, yeah. Yeah, and and the look, other than the fact that Mickey Rourke has a totally different physique, mm-hmm. the look reminded me of Greg Valentine. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, I don't know about any demons in Greg's life. Maybe he has some. Yeah. Uh, but it, it, it definitely, you know, you see those guys, like in that movie, where a guy was a big-time star, and they don't retire. They, they just get into smaller and smaller events with less and less people watching. Yeah. I know we're going to do an episode about the wrestler sure. eventually. Um, and I, I think the, the biggest takeaway from that, and we are in spoiler territory here, uh, yeah. um, is how people think of that ending as sort of a sad, depressing ending. And I don't see, as a, maybe as a wrestling fan, no, I don't, I don't see all. it as that either. It's, 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 you know, it's him doing things on his own right. terms and ending things on his own terms. Yeah, exactly. And, 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 and I, it's, I think that's the biggest takeaway people have. And, and well, a lot I, of people I've talked people, to. Yeah, yeah. But there's also the debate over whether he dies at the end of the movie. <laughs> Um, I everybody dies after a movie ends, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. At some point, they all gone. They're all gone. I mean, you know, um, I don't. I don't know if he dies at that moment. I, it's 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 hard. I, it's hard to tell what they think. I I'd love to know, and maybe maybe this has been asked and answered, but I'd love to know what the director. What is it, Darren Aronofsky? Yes. I'd love to know what he thinks, and I'd love to know what uh, Mickey Rourke thinks. Does he die at the end? Yeah, I know. We had talked about um, the ending that would, uh, or the start of the sequel, which would be him getting a new. Um, a new, a new heart. heart. Oh, I'd love it. Yeah, a robo heart. I um, yeah, I, I, but I do love that she's like, you know, I'm here, and he's like, yeah, and I got to be out there, you know. Yeah, yeah. Says, you know, that, and he and he gives that speech, you know, that the that the only person who's going to tell him when to stop wrestling is mm-hmm. the people out there. And he, he reminds you of a lot of things. Beyond the mat, there's the great scene where Terry Funk is at the doctors, and the doctors like, um, you know, we need to do this and this, and he's like, all right, well now. If I don't get this operation, how can I keep wrestling? And he's like, you, you can't keep walking. Yeah. I don't know how you walked in here. You yeah, know? yeah, it's um, it's interesting. Um, the, with the wrestler, there are a lot of wrestlers in that movie, and a lot of guys that are sure. that, that we see nowadays. Uh, there's quite a few guys that have sort of found their way to TNA since right. the wrestler. Rob, Rob that goes right. Yeah, Robbie. And uh, there are a lot of guys that are probably still on the indie circuit. But right. uh, when we do talk about the movie, we'll have a, oh, a laundry list yeah. of people to uh, to talk about. Yes, talk about guys who work the neck. Don't work the neck. That's stupid. <laughs> work the arm. Oh, you're working <laughs> the arm. <laughs> yeah, that's great stuff. I can't wait to do that. Uh, do that episode. Spider-Man 2002, nominated for Best Sound. Didn't win. No. Oh, nominated for Best Visual Effects. Didn't win. That's amazing because I think at oh. the time, and I, and I watched, we did Spider-Man recently, or mm-hmm. last yeah. year we did it, and, you know, watching that movie again... Um, it's such a great movie. The, and the effects in that movie really hold up for me. And I, mm-hmm. I think, you know, uh, it had John Dykstra, who had done all this work on the original Star Wars. And it really seemed, like you know, like a movie that was worthy of the Academy Award. 
Now, the only special effect that movie needed for me, though, was Randy Macho Man Savage playing Bonesaw. Yes. <laughs> he was so good in that. Yes, and, and, and unfortunately, we never got to see Bonesaw again. I would have liked to have seen... Uh, some kind of, uh, you know, even if it was a flyer in the background of a scene, right. you see that bone star. You Wouldn't know. it have been great if, if they did, like, you know, like they love to do, like, spin off movies, like, you know, The Avengers, they did all those different ones. If they just made a bone saw movie. Yeah. You know, and you got, because you could, you could have a new guy, because you start with a young bone saw. <laughs> yeah. And you. And maybe Bonesaw one day could become a superhero after seeing Spider-Man. Yeah. Well, I was almost That's thinking the movie the, I yeah, or the alternate sequel where Bonesaw knows that he was defeated by somebody with superpowers. Right. Figures out that he fought an early version of Spider-Man. Somehow becomes a supervillain. I like and this. And you've got your, your that Bonesaw. That works too. Yeah, Bonesaw. Ver- yeah. And sure. I could almost see him wearing like a Zorro-style uh, mask. Right. To cover, you know, because of course he'd need a secret identity. Yeah. But would he carry a bone saw? <laughs> what would his weapon be? It'd have to be some kind of a bone saw. Yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe uh, dueling saws that come out of your... Uh, his arms? Yeah, like almost like Wolverine, but yeah, not... Yeah, but, but mechanical. Yeah. I like that. And nobody would know it was him because he had the mask on. But he would be like, you don't know me, but my name is Bonesaw. And people would be like, didn't we see you wrestle? Wasn't there a wrestler name? That's another... Yeah, yeah it's not him. It's not me. It's a different gimmick. Uh, speaking of gimmicks, a guy that didn't need one. The, the Just the biggest guy in wrestling. And I know there are guys taller and I know there are guys heavier, but Andre the Giant, to, to this day... It, overwhelms me how big that man was. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he, um, the image I get is always of him shaking Bob Euchre <laughs> yeah, at, by the at, at the WrestleMania, and I mean, I'm not sure how big of a guy Bob Euchre was, but I mean, the hands around Euchre's neck and right. head um, just make him look like a, like a, like a rag doll. Mm. Um, he really was something special. He, the, he was so infamous that people thought and the promoters would tell people that he had two rows of teeth like a shark <laughs> and people believed it I mean he was and like all the stories about him drinking you know a hundred bottles of wine and all that I don't know if any of it's true yeah yeah it doesn't matter you legend, know it's, yeah, yeah. Uh, the story about him drinking until he passed out and they put a blanket over him at the restaurant because they couldn't move him or <laughs> You know, I just, I mean, you know, the stories about him tipping guys' cars over because yeah. he got angry with them or renting a car and pulling the seat out of it so he could sit in the back seat because yeah. he was that tall and then putting a case of beer next to him and finishing the case of beer by the time he got to his first stop, you know. <laughs> he um, he did a, a, a handful of acting appearances. Yes. And uh, the, uh, the noteworthy Academy Award uh, nominated... Right. Uh, movie would be The Princess Bride, 1987. His and, and certainly his best film, and the one he was the most proud of, from what I understand. He would show it on his tour bus constantly. <laughs> if you were on his tour bus, you you might get to see him in like you know the Trading Mom or whatever that yeah. movie he did, or, uh, or or some of the other you know parts he had done. But you're bound to get to see. You know, you might see Mickey and Maud. I think he did, right? Mm-hmm. Mickey and Maud, or some of the others. But you were bound to see Princess Bride if you were on that bus for more than two hours. <laughs> now, um, and that was nominated not oh, for Andre's uh, performance. It was nominated for a song. I never, I don't remember from the movie. I, I'm sure I heard it. I guess maybe it's prominent in the film for all I know. But a song called "Storybook Love" by Willie Deville. 
Yeah. Um, and I don't know if Willie DeVille's the performer or the writer. I yeah. don't know how they do that for Academy Awards. Yeah. But it was it was nominated. It didn't win 1988 Academy Awards. Film came out in 1987. Mm-hmm. 22nd Academy Awards. Mighty Joe Young. Yeah. Nominated for special effects. Wins. Yeah. And it was up against one other film, a film called Tulsa with um, Susan Hayward. Very attractive woman. Yeah, I can't imagine that that was, I looked it up, it was, uh, I guess, a period piece. It was set in the 1920s. (laughs) Okay, yes, sure. (laughs) Um, So I'm not sure how much effects work went in it, but I I can imagine the outrage that would have occurred had, uh, there would have been riots, I think, if if Joe did not win the... uh, the the effects Oscar that yeah. year yeah yeah I'm wondering what it was I, I you know I haven't seen it it could have been old age makeup yeah. maybe Tulsa was attacked by giant monsters <laughs> and we just don't know the movie yeah. um, Mighty Joe Young though wonderful wrestling sequence where um, where you have the, the ten strong yeah. men nine of whom were pro wrestlers. Mm-hmm. And we went through all of them, like yeah. Primo Carnera, mm-hmm. uh, Wee Willie Davis. Yeah, Sammy Maniker. Sammy Maniker. Yeah, the and Swedish Angel. Yeah. Yes, oh my God, such an ugly man. <laughs> and they all do their thing. You know, great moment for each one of them yeah. in the brief time period. And it's one of the most memorable scenes from Mighty Joe Young. Yeah, yeah. And so that's very cool. So that is probably the first wrestling film to be nominated. It's hard to find because there's no list out there. Yeah. I mean, really, the way that we found them was just by going through and saying, well, let's see, did this win any awards? Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? I was surprised Requiem for a Heavyweight, which is a very mm-hmm. famous, highly acclaimed movie, mm-hmm. didn't get any Academy Awards. You know, there were a handful of ones that I thought, well, this this had to be a shoo-in. Yeah. You know, Expendables with, mm-hmm. with Arnold Schwarzenegger, Sylvester mm-hmm. Stallone, yeah. and, of course, Stone Cold Steve Austin. I thought, well, maybe that got sound or, yeah, or something. Yeah. I didn't think it'd get effects because it's got that terrible blood effect towards the end. Oh, of, yeah. And then when he cuts the guy's um, hand off with yes. the knife. Yeah. Um, the other interesting thing, though, is, is you have to get... You have to basically... Consider, you know, put yourself in the in the uh, in the running to be nominated. Um, you could give the best performance of your career, and uh, if the people behind that movie don't submit you right um, to Two be nominated, yes. um, no, it's you true. won't get nominated. And also, uh, and we joke about Wade Barrett, but his movie is coming out early in the year. Yeah, films from early in the year rarely get yeah. nominated. It's just how it goes. People have forgotten yeah. about them by the end of the year. Yeah, yeah. You'll see the push between Thanksgiving and, and Christmas yes. of all the, uh, the the Oscar-type movies. Right. A movie that comes out in the first two months. Basically, I think the way to look at it, if, if a movie looks vaguely serious and it's released within the first two months of the year, oh, they have no faith in it whatsoever. Yeah. It almost... Uh, I know there are certain films where they, um, they were going to release it... Uh, the last two weeks of the year, and then it ends up getting dumped out in yeah. January. You're like, so at some point you thought this was Oscar worthy, <laughs> and now you're putting it out uh, up against yeah. the Texas Chainsaw 3D. Right, yeah. yeah and then they just, they're like, oh, <laughs> Ed Wood, 1994, a film about filmmaking, which yeah. I always love mm-hmm. films about filmmaking. Uh, we talked to a gentleman years ago, and I don't know how much truth there is to his story, but mm-hmm. he was working at a at a, uh, a horror convention selling wrestling memorabilia. And I started chatting with him about all of the wrestlers he's met. And he mentioned that 
he used to, or at the time still did, represent uh, George the Animal Steel and, and other wrestlers okay. um, in, you know, when they wanted to do acting work. And so he would you know, be a go-between or whatever. And so he said that when they were making the movie Ed Wood, they needed to cast Tor Johnson. Tor Johnson was a very famous wrestler um, who appeared in a ton of movies. Yeah. And he's most famous for the Ed Wood films, but the, if you look at his filmography, I mean, I think he did like 60 movies. Yeah. So this is a guy who really did a lot of acting and looked a lot like George the Animal Steel. Oh, yeah. Well, when they were casting the movie, Johnny Depp's people... Uh, and the, the makers of the film, which I think was like Touchstone Disney, yeah. they wanted King Kong Bundy. Now, I think the only reason they wanted King Kong Bundy was they knew who he was. He yeah. main evented WrestleMania two, and he had done acting. He yeah. appeared on um, what was that TV show with the Bundys, Married with Children? Yeah. He appeared on an episode of that, I believe. He appeared in the movie Moving with Richard Pryor. He was actually pushing to become, you know, a movie actor. Mm-hmm. George Steele, however looks the part yeah. more. I mean, I know from an outsider, you look if you're not a wrestling fan or whatever, and you just glance, you're like, ah, similar, big mm. big guys with bald heads. But, yeah. you know, when you come to actual Bill, George Steele is perfect to play this part. Yeah. Ed Wood, 1994, George Steele not nominated, which this is one of those moments where I wouldn't have been disappointed, you know, or surprised if he was nominated. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? His oh, yeah. performance uh-huh. is good enough. But it's the only performance George Steele will ever give yeah. that you would ever consider giving any award to. Oh, yeah, yeah. And the film itself, though, it did win... Um, two so, two yeah. awards, yeah. Um, Martin Landau won an award for playing Bella Lugosi. Right. Now, Martin Landau, in addition, is in Ready to Rumble yes. as Sal Bandini, yes. uh, which is basically Stu Hart. And so it's very funny that he, that he's in this with George the Animal Steel, who does not show up and ready to yeah. rumble, unfortunately. But he was Martin Landau was great in that, and that was a case of a guy who had been around for decades doing lots of movies, and they, you know, this was the film they gave it to him on, yeah, yeah, uh, and deservedly so. But I, I sometimes think they they get it for the, oh, you for know, what they've done, the especially that year. He was up against Sam Jackson in Pulp Fiction, oh. and a lot of people feel that you know that was an award that Sam Jackson should have sure. gotten. And this is one of those things where as 15 years from now when Sam Jackson gets his award, you know, and comes up on stage as old man Sam Jackson, people right. will say, oh, this is the Pulp Fiction act. Like, I see. <laughs> it's yes. the make good. <laughs> so, but and Ed it also would, won Best Makeup. Yes, Best Makeup. Uh, Rick Baker. Now, yeah. tell me about him. Rick I, Baker I know um, is, a, you know, a pretty uh, legendary uh, makeup effects artist. He uh, did the the uh, werewolf transformation in uh, American Werewolf in London. Um, he's done a lot of ape work. I believe he was involved in Mighty Joe Young, the remake with uh, Charlize Theron, and he also uh, did the, the apes in Greystoke, The Legend of Tarzan. Um, he did uh, Michael Jackson's transformation in um, the Thriller video. Okay, wow. So uh, he's just one of those guys uh, when it comes to uh, doing makeup effects and prosthetics and making people look different. He's definitely one of the go-to guys. The next one we have is The Dark Knight. Yeah. And The Dark Knight featured a guy who probably has popped up in other Academy Award winning films just because of the sheer amount of films he's done. Yeah. Tom Tiny Lister, who was... <laughs> yes, ready to rumble. Uh, not, no, and, uh, I'm, I'm sorry. Yes. No holds barred. No holds barred <laughs> is the WWF version of Ready to Rumble. Yeah. It could have almost been the prequel. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. No, th- he was he was a guy who you know wrestled for a short time. Had a great impact, I think. Had a good look. Couldn't wrestle worth a damn. But a lot of guys that look like that couldn't either. Uh, went back to Hollywood and is constantly in demand. Oh yeah, you'll see him all the time. Um, and you know, like even in, in in the Dark Knight. I mean, I remember when he popped up in the Dark Knight. You know, it, it, you know that was it was a point in the movie where I was starting to you know lull in my right. seat a little movie bit. Movie had been on for a long time. Up, boom. <laughs> I was ready to watch for another four hours. I got so excited. I, I literally was thinking, why didn't anybody tell me this would be in this? <laughs> and he's got such a great sequence because it's the scene where you have the, the two boats and one has the uh, the boat full of convicts and the other one's the boat full of civilians and they're told, you know, each boat has a detonator for the other boat and if right. by uh, the top of the hour the one boat hasn't blown up the other boat, they're going to both yeah, get blown so, up. So, so each boat has a detonation, detonator. One boat is convicts. One yeah. boat, yes. is, boat is normal people. Yeah. And the normal non-convicts are all like, let's blow those convicts yeah, they were, up. they had their chance. And the convicts are like, yeah, let's blow up those, those <laughs> normal people. And the guards are like, I don't know if we should do that. You know, you guys yeah. are convicts. Yeah. But those guards are thinking, oh, God, I hope they don't blow up this boat. Yeah, and people are taking boats. They take paper boats. And then finally. Boats on the boat. Yeah. And then finally, Tiny gets up and he says. And he says, I'm tired of these yeah. convicts on this boat. Yeah, and then he says, he, he goes to the guy that's holding the detonator and he says, give it to me. Yeah, I'll do, <laughs> I'll do what you should have done. And he's great. He, he's really, his delivery is just yeah. fantastic. And he blows up the other boat. No. <laughs> no, he, he, you know, f- uh, you know, showing that the convicts do have, you know, have heart. He throws the detonator out of the window and you get that whole... You know, Christian Bale speech that these people just showed you what Gotham City's made of. Doing, you know, his, whatever that voice is. I'm Batman. I'm talking like this. The the scene where that totally kills me, because throughout the movie I'm always like, is is something wrong? Like, every time I've seen one of those, I'm like, is there something wrong with the the audio in this theater? Yeah, yeah. Is there some process that Mm -hmm. screwed this up? But... The scene that that really always kills me is in the newest one, which is what? Dark Knight Rises. Dark Knight Rises. Catwoman disappears on him, and so he's all by himself, and he's like, that's what that's like. And I'm like, why would you be talking like that at this point? No one else is around. Shouldn't he go, oh, that's what that's like? Yeah. Uh, I don't know why he does that. He's like, this is my Batman voice. It's weird. But, But Zeus... Great delivery. I, I mean, this is to me. This is his best performance, and it's in, his, in one of his best films, if oh. not his best film. But I love him in this movie. Mm-hmm. I think his sequence is one of the best sequences in the movie. It's edge of your seat worthy. Mm-hmm. You know, I, every time I see it, even after knowing what happens, I still am on the edge of my seat for it. So, really yeah. great scene. Talk about some of the awards that this movie won. It was nominated for a total of eight, and it won two. Uh, okay. The one that I think a lot of people probably know is for uh, Heath Ledger, right. his portrayal of the Joker. Uh, he won that award after he died. Uh, it also won Best Achievement in Sound Editing. Oh, my God. That's not an award. <laughs> um, it was also- they're, like, they're like, I'm sure there were some sounds that would have been in this that you cut out. And... Mike, you achieve greatness with that because those sounds that we didn't hear. Yeah. Woo. 
Fantastic. Uh, it was also uh, nominated for Best Achievement you know what, in Art Direction. There's got to be people that are sound editors that you know are like, hey, it's very hard work, and oh, yeah. you can tell when it's good. But that's that's one of those awards that to those of us watching, I don't know what that means. Yeah, it's a we don't know how you award, can, yeah. yeah, I mean, I remember uh, Titanic when it was nominated for Best Editing. I was like, you mean least editing is really long. <laughs> but it's like, how do you get an award for editing sound that wouldn't you're just putting the sound in the order is the sound ah forget it alright yeah. so what else what art editing uh, art direction <laughs> okay uh, art direction I'm not even sure what that means though yeah I think that's the overall look of the um, but wouldn't that be cinematography or that's well the of? overall look of the sets and stuff um, okay so the, the visual look of the film uh, in terms but, of but what if you're not shooting on sets what if they're shooting on locations they're still, still they're still dressed um I've actually been watching um, a lot of old Miami Vice episodes, right? Um, and one thing I learned while watching these shows and researching them is that as executive producer, Michael Mann had a mandate that the color red could not be featured in that show. It was going to be a, col- uh, okay. a, a, a show that was full of pastels, mm-hmm. and there's a one episode that actually features a red speedboat, and they had to have Michael Mann sign off on it to say it was okay. So. I think a lot of times, even in practical locations, they're still they're still dressed uh, to fit with the um, the theme or the look of the uh, the film, which is amazing because you know you'll you'll see people deconstruct uh, movies and they'll you know uh, they'll talk about you know uh, themes and stuff like that. And I'm like you know I'll watch a scene, they'll be like, yeah, okay, they were in the pizza place, and you notice there's a piece of uh, pizza missing from the from the pie, and that symbolizes the min- missing member of their group. And I'm like. Wow, it just seemed like a scene in a pizza place to me, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, so they, 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 the two they won were um, were Heath Ledger's, Ledger's performance and the sound editing. Yeah. This must have been a very complicated <laughs> process. Uh, and then they, the ones that they lost here, visual effects. Well, pretty good visual effects in that yeah. movie. Sound mixing. Oh, man. Oh, it must have been a The editor's now. like, hey, it wasn't my fault. He's like, I edited the hell out of it. He's like, I don't know why you couldn't mix it a little better. <laughs> you know what, also, I wonder how many people do these jobs, because there may be like four guys, and they get nominated every year, and they're yeah. like, he's like, I've nominated three times this year, so I don't care which one which one wins. Also, I mean, you wonder how long it takes to do that job. Mm-hmm. You know, making a film, filming it usually takes them a couple months. Yeah. But I wonder, editing, is it longer? Is it an afternoon? Is he like, he punches in and then he just chops yeah. up a little bit? He's like, let me bring up Audacity here. <laughs> He's like, you pull that out, <laughs> drop that down a little bit. And then, or, and, and does he have a team of guys? Like when they, when they say like here, film editing, Lee Smith. Is Lee Smith the only guy editing this film? Or is there like a crew of guys and Lee just comes in he's like, how y'all doing today? He's got like a, a bourbon in his hand. And they're like, we do great, Lee. And he's like, alright, Lee Smith Productions always does excellent, so you better do a little better. And then he sips his bourbon he's like, cut all this out. And they're like, uh, that's the whole first scene of the movie. He's like, you do it. And he goes to his office and they're like, just leave it in, he's crazy. That brings up a question that I think me and you uh, had among 
among each other. And I don't, I'm not sure if we ever actually found the answer to it, but years and years ago, we noticed that the negative cutter yeah. on every movie, and, yeah. and we've, we've since learned that the negative cutter is the guy that preps the, the negative for yes. for final creation, was uh, done by Mo, Mo Henry. Henry. Yeah, which sounded like Mark Henry, and so it made us very excited yeah. every time. It was Mo Henry or Teresa Rapolo <laughs> Muhammad. Yeah. Every movie we watched. I mean, it was it, it was amazing. Yeah. And so we were like, he's got to be pounding these out. He's got to be doing them. He's yeah. cutting those negatives, yeah. you know, constantly. Yeah, I mean, I wonder how much, you know, how many of them he could do in a, in a week. Maybe yeah. he could do one a day. I think it was a while before we even found out he was a, a guy. I think we, we, or we found out... He was either a, a company that was called Bo Henry. Yeah, I don't remember or, now. It's been so long. Now everybody that li- everybody every time you go to the movies, you're going to notice it now. Yeah, yeah. It's it's negative. Cutting. It's negative yeah. cutter. Yeah, um, and we always just always look for that. I've always wondered if he's just the if, if you know he's the less important one, the one that doesn't get credit is the double negative cutter <laughs> who goes in there. And anytime somebody uses a double negative in the yeah. movie, they pull that out and they loop in you know correct English. You know, I'm and not not going to do that. <laughs> he's like, okay, let me cut out that one now. Nah, <laughs> Um, a film we talked about on this show, Goldfinger. We did a whole episode on 1964's Goldfinger, one of your all-time favorite movies. I know, and I was amazed to learn that it was an Academy Award-winning film, which was something I did not know. Yeah, I mean, this was one where I just stuck it into Google. I was like, it might have won yeah. something. Sure enough, it did. Um, it won an Oscar for Best Effects and Sound Effects, yeah. which I think were won yeah. back then. Mm-hmm. They put them together because... I guess they were saying, hey, when you he- when you see the effect, you hear the effect. Maybe yeah. that's how the category was back then, but that's how it's listed on IMDb. Norman Wanstall, that's a last name that I feel like you wouldn't hear after 1970. No, yeah. And uh, you know what? The Wanstalls mm-hmm. are a proud bunch. Mm-hmm. And that's a movie that's got a big uh, laser scene in it. There's a laser that's going to cut up the table and, and uh, t- take a... Uh, cut Bond in half and I remember reading that for that movie uh, they couldn't photograph a laser because uh, at the time I guess they didn't have the the capabilities but also so in addition to creating a laser they also had to create the sound of a laser so I can definitely see that now that there would be you know things in place that would make that special the uh, the wrestler in that was Harold Sakata. Yeah, Harold Sakata. That's odd job, mm-hmm. and he's fantastic. Uh, we we dug into his career, and he was a fascinating guy. I was really he was one of those people that the more I read about him, the more I liked him. He just sounded like you know you read interviews with him, and he sounded like he was loving this second career. Yeah, yeah. And, and he talked about you know uh, bringing the hat to the ring with him, and how people were literally scared of that hat. Mm-hmm. And I think now we got to talk about probably the most decorated and well-respected Academy Award-winning movie of, of I'd, I'd say, probably all time. It might be of all time, yeah, regardless of wrestlers or not. Yeah. Um, I always tell people my favorite movie of all time is Back to the Future. Mm-hmm. My favorite film series is the Jurassic Park series. But the best film I've ever seen is The Godfather. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's a good way to put it. And Lenny Montana plays Luca Brasi in this and is so great yeah. as a kid. I watched that, and I remember somebody telling me, and I, I don't, I don't think I had seen the whole film. It was one of those things where anytime it was on TV, my dad would watch it. I mean, it was such a great movie. Everybody, it was one of those things that I feel like most people had, even if they hadn't seen it, they absorbed portions of oh, yeah. it uh-huh. through pop culture and other things. Yeah. But I remember the first thing I knew about that movie, mm-hmm. the first bit of knowledge was 
that guy there that's playing Luke Rabrasi was a former pro wrestler, yeah. and that intrigued me so mm-hmm. much. Uh, but Lenny Montana, fantastic career as a wrestler, is so good in this movie. Did some other movies, and much like George the Animal Steel, never ever yeah. got you know a role that you know people were like, "Wow, he's fantastic!" Again, yeah. this was the role for him. You know, this was the yeah. role that you know that he could sink his teeth into, and everything else. I mean, he was a guy you know mumbling his way through dialogue. Yeah. The big uh, story, which is a legend, don't know how true it is, but I, I bet it's true, is that him rehearsing his lines and then butchering them when he talks to the Don in yeah. the beginning of the film is because he really did that. Yeah. Because he couldn't get his lines right because he had a lot of trouble, you know, memorizing lines. This is a guy who got hit in the head with a chair a bunch of times. Yeah. And I can only imagine that that led to a lot of trouble when you're cast in other films. If you look at his his filmography, it's mostly wrestling pictures. Mm. You know, mostly he showed up and wrestled. But this film, you know, just, I mean, he puts in an amazing performance. Yeah. He puts in one that he, that he should have uh, been considered for Best Supporting Actor. I bet he was, you know, yeah. didn't get nominated, but I bet he was considered. Yeah, I, I'll say, and I've said this about a couple of movies we've talked about in the past, is you watch that movie and you can't think of anybody else playing the oh, role, yeah, and that absolutely. is the highest compliment you can you can sort of pay to a, a performance, in my opinion, when you can't right. picture anybody else doing it. Right, yes. I thought you were going to say that 40 years from now, people will say, I believe you won that award. <laughs> I, thought that was, I thought you were going to that one again. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, but I mean, I wouldn't be surprised, though, if he had won. I mean, had I, I, I think I would have heard it before, but if I looked it up today mm-hmm. and I saw that, I think I'd be like, yeah, it makes sense that he would have been nominated in yeah. one. But There were three actors nominated for Best Supporting Actor in that movie. Uh, wow, Al Pacino, yeah. James Conn, and Robert Duval, or Duval. Yes. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're all nominated and of course this was also the year that Marlon Brando won Best Actor in a Leading Role and he declined yeah. and he sent a Native American woman into accept the award yeah. and give, or, or, or decline the award and give a big speech about the plight of the, yes. the American Indian she talked about I think the Battle of Wounded Knee and it's, mm-hmm. it's a horrible story but it just didn't relate in any way <laughs> to him accepting an award for what is, in, in many people's opinions, a very negative portrayal of Italian-Americans. <laughs> and he was talking about how, um, and she was talking about how Indian uh, Native Americans uh, had been portrayed in films. It was a very weird moment in, in Oscar history, very strange. Uh, if you go online, you can read her speech uh, mm-hmm. that she gave. Very weird, and I think... Uh, puzzled everybody in the audience. She got booed. Yeah, uh, yeah. Because people were just like, what if, what's going on here? Yeah. And it, it, did, it did put a, a, a darkness over the Academy Awards that year. You yeah. know, this was the Godfather's year, and that happens, you know. Mm-hmm. It did win Best Picture. Uh, Mario Puzo won for the screenplay. And then we, we talked about the, the actors that were nominated for supporting actor. None of them won. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they had three going for them, probably split that vote three ways, yeah. you know, the, the Godfather vote. Uh, it also won costume design, or, lo- or was nominated costume design, film editing, uh, best sound, and then it was nominated for best original dramatic score. Okay. 
And then after it was nominated, they realized that part of the score he had used slightly differently, but the same composition in another film. And so it was no longer considered an original score. Oh. So they pulled back, they disqualified wow. so it. So it's almost like a ref running in. That's right. And, and, and reversing right. the decision of another ref. You got like yeah. Scott Armstrong running in on uh, Craig Robinson. Or a, Craig, uh, what was it? Craig it's Robinson. It's a swerve, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But yeah it's a swerve. <laughs> We, oh, the Academy man. Award swerve! Wow. Yeah, it must have really messed with people's <laughs> uh, people's Oscar poll. Oh my goodness! Um, there was one I found out today that that struck me as very strange. Have you you, you seen the movie Sea Biscuit? Yeah, um, I really enjoy it, and it's actually part of my my DVD collection. Okay, so it's a movie you've seen more yeah. than once. Yeah, I've seen it at least twice. Okay, <laughs> uh, came out in two thousand three, I guess, and then was nominated yeah. in two thousand four. May have been, I think it was very end of the year. I did see it. It in was theater. one of the Tobey Maguire movies he made between a Spider Man. Okay, all right, yeah. yeah so. What I remember actually most about it was that. Um, when I went to see it, I went with my father and my father-in-law, and I, I, we got there early. Um, I was like, oh, we'll get there early, you know, get seats, because it's a popular movie on a popular mm-hmm. weekend. And then they had the, the, the big countdown, you know, where they show you commercials. Then they showed us commercials. Then they showed us trailers. Yeah. And I remember it was like a half hour or so. You know, I mean, it's so long. And both of them were not regular moviegoers. And they were like, what is this? What is going on? <laughs> and by the time the movie started, they were both annoyed and just could barely enjoy the movie. <laughs> so uh, Kimberly Page. Diamond Dallas Page's wife, yes. are they still together to your I knowledge? I do not think they are still I don't together, think so but it's one of those things where he gave her a great name and yep. she kept and it. She kept it. <laughs> now, her IMDb page says that she did stunt work for this. Okay. Um, but she said in an interview that she played a bar wench that serves a shot to someone out of her ample bosom. <laughs> So I gotta, you got it at home. You got to yeah, check it out. I will. You got to see, and apparently there's a shot of her face. You can tell it's mm-hmm. Kimberly Page. She's apparently in Mexico in the uh, scene. Okay. And, and she, so I don't know, but regardless, this film was nominated for and uh, a whole bunch of Academy Awards: art direction, uh, cinematography, costume design, and best picture. So a really, really big Academy Award-winning film that did have. Possibly, at least in in stunt work, an appearance by one of the Nitro Girls. Yeah, or the or the, the, or the originator of yeah. the Nitro Girls, because as we learned on the Ready to Rumble episode, uh, that was sort of the brainchild of Kimberly Page and Eric Bischoff. Yes, when he wasn't busy later, I, I think that's his greatest creation next to the Elimination Chamber, <laughs> which it turns out he didn't really his cafe creation <laughs> of the Elimination Chamber, which was really really sad for me to learn. <laughs> I bet you Pat Patterson invented everything. Yeah. Pat Patterson's like, I invented the run-in. I was like, you know, you two guys are wrestling. Somebody will run in. They're like, what? <laughs> Pat Patterson's like, I invented the idea of a jobber. I was like, hey, you know that guy that loses all the time? Let's have him just do that. And they were like, what? It's a great idea. So WrestleMania 21. Yeah, I think of this every time the Academy Awards comes mm-hmm. up because this was the year WrestleMania went Hollywood. Yes. And all the WWE did was ape off of Hollywood films. Most of them were Academy yeah. Award winning films. Yeah, so WrestleMania um, 21 mm-hmm. took place at the Staples Center on April 3rd, 2005. So One uh, of the last ones, as you pointed out yeah. to me, that took place in a small arena. Yeah, yeah. And in the main event of that card, to sort of uh, refresh people's memory, uh, 
uh, Batista defeated Triple H for the World Heavyweight Championship, yeah. and uh, I believe Cena beat um, JBL for the other title. Yeah, yeah. The uh, the Batista Triple H match had a lot of build up. was a, was a good match. You know, yeah. that was that was you know they had both been together in. Was it Legacy? Evolution. Evolution, yeah. yeah it, it was, I couldn't remember what the name of their crazy faction was. My God, <laughs> we were uh, awash in factions around that time <laughs> yeah. period. So leading up to that event, um, mm-hmm. WrestleMania 21 was promoted on television with a series of those parody trailers that so we talked great. about. They were yeah. so great. Um, there was a Forrest Gump one with Eugene sitting there dressed as Forrest Gump being Forrest Gump. Yes. There was uh, Triple H doing the Braveheart, you know, with his face painted. Yeah. And the interesting thing about all these parodies is they all talked about wrestling in some way. And the Triple H one, he's on the horse in front of, uh, t- talking to what you think is, you know, uh, his army right. saying how he's going to, you know, defend his belt. And it turns out it's just Flair with a donkey, a donkey. saying, yeah, woo, you know, he, he moves right in the donkey's face, which I can't imagine that donkey could even process, you know, I mean, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm not sure donkeys are that smart to begin with, um, but just sitting there and having within, uh, you know, you know, right in your face, Ric Flair yelling, woo, it, I, I can't imagine that donkey was ever the same. Yes, indeed. Um, Basic Instinct, which is not an Academy Award-nominated film, yeah. Stacey Keebler did the whole Uncross the Legs sequence. Yeah, and actually, that one has Jericho and... Um, Christian. Christian. Christian and Chris Benoit. Yeah. And the sort of interesting thing about watching it now is, in the in the trailer, Christian plays the sort of crazy person in that scene mm-hmm. and you watch it now and oh, say, yeah, you, there was a real crazy person in that Benoit, scene yes um, yeah yep um, <laughs> Pulp Fiction they did with Eddie Carrero and, and Booker T which looks so awesome yeah you know the, the makeup and the hair and, and, yeah, and, and a lot of the sets they recreated really really faithfully yes oh yeah um, and the, the interesting thing here is they're, they're asking the, 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 the guys in the room why they didn't buy tickets to WrestleMania and why they didn't order the pay-per-view. Um, so all of these are related to wrestling except the Dirty Harry one with The Undertaker, which is pretty much a straight-up recreation of that scene, of yeah, the Do no, You Feel Lucky scene. Right, yeah. There's no, <laughs> no mention no of wrestling or, or anything. Um, I, I think the reason is they really protect The Undertaker yeah. <laughs> and they probably wanted to do one with him, but they didn't want it to get yuck-yucks at the end of it. So, yeah, yeah it is kind of weird. He looks cool. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, with the, with the, you know, the He's Dirty Harry the Dirty Harry everything. The, the best one from a performance standpoint. Dirty Harry, though, not an Academy no. Award-nominated film. That's the other one. Yeah. Every other one of these films did get nominated. Yeah. From a performance standpoint, I mean, all the superstars did great here, but I think the A Few Good Men one featuring John Cena and GBL um, is just really great. JBL plays the Jack Nicholson character, mm-hmm. and John uh, Cena plays the Tom Cruise character, and it's the courtroom interrogation scene. It's right. the famous you, you can't, can't handle, handle the, the truth. Scene. Sure. And I'll tell you, I don't know how long they spent filming that or, or what it took to get those performances, but you watch that, and it's a, it's a really, really good scene. Um, I think they should both re- be really proud of the performances they turned in. And actually, I watched that on YouTube, and one of the comments was, is it possible that, that Cena did this better than Tom Cruise? <laughs> Very nice, yeah. Um, you also get a really funny one uh, which with uh, multiple superstars uh, reciting the You Talking to Me line from Taxi yes. Driver. Yeah, you know what? That line, it's so funny how that line is so famous. It's so much more famous than the movie, I think. Yeah. Uh, there was Robert De Niro, who, of course, was the one who gave that line as parody to himself. Uh, 
in the Rocky and Bullwinkle movie, Adventures mm-hmm. of Rocky and Bullwinkle, which came out you know in the early 2000s, yeah. he does that line. Are you talking to me? And I'm thinking, who are you saying this for? The kids <laughs> yeah. in the audience are like, what? And even their parents, I mean, hopefully they, they, they've seen it. It's a great movie. But I would say that, you know, the majority of, of the audience that would get that joke, unless it's the grandparents, you know, because yeah. the movie's going back. Yeah. You know, I mean, I've seen it. I know you've seen it. It's a great movie. Everybody should see it. But yeah. I think, you know, it's a long time ago. Yeah. Um, talking to me. But, yeah, that was funny. They all did that. I mean, it was like Michael Cole and, you know, it was like yeah. everybody got a... a, a, a chance to do their own version yeah, of that Yeah, and line. they did a real funny gag with Batista where he says, what's my line? And the guy off camera says, uh, you talking to me? And Batista says, yeah, I'm talking to you. And they sort of do this whole through line where Batista doesn't doesn't understand what the line is. There's two more movies they did. Uh, one was interesting in the sense that it features two superstars that are no longer superstars but are still involved in the wrestling world. And that's uh, when Ma- Harry Met Sally and you've got um, Kurt Angle and Christy Hemme recreating that famous... Uh, that famous restaurant scene. Right, right. And uh, Linda McMahon shows up, what, is she the I'll have what she's having? Exactly. You know, they parodied that later with just, you know, like last year with Kane and Daniel Bryan where Mae Young said I'll have what, yeah. what, what he's having. When they were doing the yeah, he, bit. yeah, they're eating like they had to eat spaghetti and a steak and yes, yes, no, no, and uh, <laughs> very weird. And the final one actually was a part of the opening video for the event itself, and that was Stone Cold Steve Austin recreating a scene from Gladiator. Yes, telling them at, at his command to unleash hell, right? Is that Gladiator? Uh, yes. Or is that, or is that, uh, is that Braveheart? No, that, no that's Gladiator. Okay. <laughs> Just making sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, that's how the event starts, so that one, that's probably the easiest one for people to see, although if you get the DVD, they're all on there, and there's even bloopers from them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that was a fun WrestleMania. Uh, David Arquette was in the crowd, and they had, you know, lots of musicians were in the crowd. Mm-hmm. And Sly was in that. Sylvester Stallone was uh, in the crowd. That was the year that Hawk Hogan was inducted into the Hall of Fame, and yeah. he was the one that inducted him in. So that oh, that's, okay. that makes a lot of sense. Macaulay Culkin also in the crowd there. He's a, a longtime wrestling fan, has appeared, you know, as a kid who... Uh, during the Chavo Guerrero uh, Hornswoggle feud, he showed up during one night on Raw during that. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. He's a he's a guy who every now and then you'll see him, you know, in the crowd, and you know, uh, just a guy who I guess likes wrestling and has liked it since he was little. And I wonder if he called up his buddy in in, in an envious or jealous state of mind when Seth Green was a guest oh, host on right, Raw because yeah. him and Seth Green are really good friends, and Seth Green was one of our favorite sure. uh, guest uh, guest hosts. Uh, yeah, you know, he in was terms very of, good because he know, got this, in the ring. Yeah. And, yeah, he was into it. You know, he was he was there for more than a promotional, uh, you know, reason, which awesome. is always good to see. Well, this was nice. It Academy was. Awards, wrestling, tacos, all together in yeah. one night. I'm, yeah. I'm excited. So I'm excited for the Oscars this weekend. I will not be watching them, but I'll be thinking of them. Yeah. I'll be watching Oscars starring <laughs> Sylvester Stallone as Snaps Provolone. Yeah. I really know, think I will. That, yeah, that should become a tradition. I think that should be my yearly tradition. I did it last year as I did it last year as a gag for Twitter and then I was I started watching it and I wanted to tweet the picture, Hey, I'm watching Oscar and people would be like, Oh, he's it's a typo, he means the Oscars and then they'd click and they'd see Stallone. And then I was like, you know what, this movie is kind of funny. I should I should keep this on. I I ended up watching the whole thing. Which has an Academy Award winning um, Marissa Tomei in it, right? Doesn't she play his 
I think she plays his daughter. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. And also Stallone himself, an Academy Award winner. Yes. Uh, uh, from uh, Rocky, he mm-hmm. got nominated for for writing. Picture, I believe yeah. he got nominated. For, I believe he won for uh, writer. I think uh, I don't think he won yeah. for acting, yeah, yeah. but he won for that movie, and he couldn't have won for directing because John G. Avildsen. Yeah. Did That's one that I've always heard that if they could take that one back, <laughs> most people would. But I love it. Yeah, I love yeah. It. Well, Craig, thanks for joining oh, me. Thank you. And we will see you next time with a brand new Camel Clutch Cinema. You know what they call WrestleMania in France? This is good. Tell him, Eddie. Eddie! WrestleMania. Talking to me? You talking to me? You talking to me? You talking to us? You want answers? I think I'm entitled to them. You want answers! I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Son, we live in a world where I am the champion. And this championship must be guarded by my men at whatever cost. Who's going to help me defend it? You, Cena? Accepting the award for Marlon Brando and the Godfather, Miss Kathleen Littlefeather.